I'm Ellen. And I'm Polly. And welcome to the very first episode of Yellow Noise. If you're listening, thanks for joining us as we adventure into podcasting for the very first time. A little bit about us. Polly and I are two Asian American girls living in the Bay Area. We've known each other for probably around three three years years now. And surprisingly, through a lot of different avenues. Polly happened to go to grad school with one of my really close friends from college and... Yeah, and then we both came back um, after we graduated. So I got a job back in San Francisco where Ellen was already living and that friend came out to visit both of us and so we happened to meet um, meet up at a park. And honestly, I never thought that I would like see you again <laughs> yeah, after that. So I like barely even got to know you, but then... That same year, like many months later, we ended up at the same Halloween party and the guy that I was starting to see at the time (laughs) was also Ellen's boyfriend's good friend. (laughs) Surprisingly. Yeah. And we had no idea. And then, so we reconnected at the Halloween party. Yeah. And then turned out that we had a ton of mutual friends in San Francisco too. So we started seeing each other at a lot of hangouts and parties and stuff and started getting closer. Yeah, I think we have a lot of mutual friends, mutual interests and similar morals and experiences <laughs> growing up. We both grew up in the Bay Area, so um, definitely a lot of similarities there and we're excited to talk about things with each other <laughs> and with whoever might be listening. <laughs> Our podcast is going to be broken down into three parts. We're going to talk about something in the past, something in the present, and something in the future. Let's start off with the past, and we'll just talk about how this podcast even started. Um, Essentially, on New Year's Day of, or I guess it was January 2nd, actually, of 2021, so very recently, Polly and Ellen <laughs> decided to have a couple drinks and and cook a little dinner and the couple of drinks turned into half a bottle of vodka split between two not huge Asian girls um, and we kind of shot out the idea of starting a podcast and here we are. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um- both of us listen to a lot of podcasts, and we can talk about some of the, the ones that we listened to that ended up being inspirations for us to do this. But it's something that we both, it was one of those like drunk confidence things where we were like, we could totally do this thing. And then when we sobered up, you know, like two days later, <laughs> it was still on our minds. And so we thought we would give it a try, um, even though we've never done anything like this before. So I guess, um, Ellen, do you want to share some of your podcast inspirations? I was really inspired by Childhood by Chanel and Tiffany Miller just because I feel like it was a very casual podcast, but at the same time, it really made me reflect on my own childhood. So so to go back a little bit, their podcast is basically two sisters talking about um, significant moments in their life growing up and also their life now. And they also both grew up in the Bay Area, and it's really made me think a lot about my own childhood and how that's impacted my morals and my beliefs now. So I think it's it's important for me to remember how I feel in a certain moment because I like to look back and see, oh, this is that was who I was back then, and this is how much I've grown, or these are the beliefs and morals that still stick with me today. 
Yeah, and for me, I think my biggest podcast inspiration for wanting to try this out is the podcast Asian Boss Girl or ABG um, by Helen Mel and Janet. So it's three Asian American women who started out kind of in a corporate field, but now have pivoted to doing their podcasts full time. And I started listening to their podcast maybe like a year, year and a half ago, and decided um, to share it with Ellen because I thought that she had really similar fashion sense as one of the uh, hosts on the podcast. And then we both ended up listening to it and having a lot of things to talk about that came out of the podcast, which I thought was really cool. Um, and part of the reason why I think that podcast resonated a lot with me was both like their ties to the Asian American community. Um, and then also just because they're a little bit older than me and they would, you know, say things on their podcast that would actually kind of influence things that I wanted to try but might have been too scared to try in my own life. And so I'm hoping that like if anyone ends up listening to this podcast, they might be inspired to try something new or do something different. Yeah, I think a podcast is also a really great opportunity to have these kind of conversations. Um, I feel like obviously we hang out a lot with our friends and a lot of the conversations like, oh, we're just partying or like what's hot right now or what are we up to next weekend or later this weekend. But it's nice to make space to actually think thoroughly through you know, things going on in the world or maybe things impacting us. Yeah, so... Going off that, is there something you want to get out of doing this podcast or anything that you're like nervous about doing this podcast? I definitely have a lot of nerves doing this podcast. I think I've always been really self-conscious about like the way I sound. First of all, I think like sometimes my like pronunciation of things isn't that great. Um, and then also I don't think I'm like the most eloquent speaker. And I think that's something I want to improve on this year. So I think... That's what I hope to get out, like just being more comfortable. And yeah, I guess I'm also nervous because it's like putting your thoughts out there for the world to see, like saying as if like people are going to <laughs> listen to us, which would be really cool. But it's also like, you know, I think there is a lot of judgment from people as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I have very similar fears. And like on the more shallow side, it's like I don't I've never loved the way that I sounded in a recording. And so like. <laughs> when we have to listen back Same. to it, I'm like a little bit apprehensive, but I'm just going to kind of like suck it up and do it. Just like being better with words overall. Go back and judge you for it or whatever. Yeah. Not that like I expect a lot of people to, because <laughs> that would require a listenership. But, you know, it, it's, it's a fear still. Um, but I do want to, yeah, like use this opportunity to to get more comfortable with sharing my thoughts and like, a way that is understandable and and that I can just look back on this and, and, and revisit what we thought of back then. So. I used to be so self-conscious of my voice and I, I would lip sing when people sang happy birthday. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm so tone deaf. <laughs> I've never noticed that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, that's because you've never heard me try to sing. <laughs> Um, I'll, have to, I'll have to look out for it next time we sing someone happy birthday. I know. <laughs> I mean, I, like, there is a part it. in the song, so, like, the first couple verses are okay, and then the part where it gets, like, actually really high right before you sing <laughs> yeah. the person's name, I'm always like, ah! <laughs> so, it's actually not that easy of a song to sing. Yeah. But I guess we also, like, haven't really celebrated birthdays for yeah. the last year. Yeah, that's true. Um... 
I think something else that would be really cool for this podcast, I'm just like throwing ideas out there at this point, is having guests um, come in and having these conversations with other people in our friend group as well. Yeah. Cool. So I guess that wraps up our first section for our past. Um, And so we'll be moving on to the next section now for present. And for the present, we want to talk about how we're dealing things, uh, dealing with things right now, um, being in the COVID lockdown. So for those who may not be as familiar with the restrictions that we're dealing with um, right now in California. So we both live in San Francisco. And um, honestly, I think we've had one of the hardest lockdowns in the entire country. So we went into like sheltering in place in mid-March. So that was, I mean, almost a year ago now, um, like 10 months. And while things opened up a little bit over the summer, we also dealt with wildfires here, which made the air quality bad, which yep. also meant that we couldn't go outside. So we really had not a ton of opportunities to like hang out or have open restaurants, even outdoor dining. Um, or being able to go shopping or anything compared to, I think, a lot of places in the country. And so um, going into the new year, uh, last December, we had an even tougher lockdown because we had a spike in cases. And so um, even though we had some outdoor dining and some other things that were open for a while in the summer, they all got shut down again um, right for the holidays. And so right now we're kind of still going through that. So they haven't um, lifted any of those restrictions yet. So. That's kind of the situation that we're in right now. Um, so that being said, I guess like how I'm dealing with things right now. So I think coming into the new year, there was a lot of things to look forward to. I think just with like the change in the government and, um, you know, I think you're always hopeful during the new year. But for me, I think personally, because I knew what the situation was going to be like already since we it had experienced a lot of the lockdown, I think it helped me knowing that I was that we were going into the year in lockdown, mm-hmm. even though it sucked. Because other like rather than last year, where it's like we ne- we were so hopeful that we were going to come out of the lockdown in like two weeks or four. Oh, weeks, like you didn't even months. have that hope. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. you're like, I know what to expect. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think like I kept thinking last year, like, oh, by Memorial Day we'll be out of this, and so I'm going to have all these grand plans. And then when that failed, I was like, oh, by 4th of July, we're definitely going to be out of this. And so I think coming into this year with no expectations (laughs) of when we're going to be out of this has actually helped me a little bit because I'm like, well, let's just take this like week by week or day by day or whatever it is. Um, And so not setting like too many goals into the future, I think has actually helped my mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to get into this a little bit later in our part three, but... Yeah, I think the way that I'm dealing with things right now is really just taking things like day by day. That's interesting because I feel like I am the opposite, uh-huh. um, even though I think we have very similar personalities and that we're both pretty type A. We're both like the spreadsheet yeah. person when it comes <laughs> to like planning any like group hangouts. But I think for me, uh, kind of like obviously we're we're living in the same city so we're going into new new year both in the same lockdown situation but i think for me because i don't have anything to look forward to it's kind of been like a rockier start to the new form new year for me i think i'm the type of person that like if i'm on a streak doing something and i miss a day it like really crushes me mm-hmm. so that's why i feel like having a new year means like oh i could start like wipe the past away um but then since this year things are kind of 
the same i think my expectations or just like having things to look forward to there's not that many right now because of like the uncertainty of what we can do this year um like we're even in a curfew like we can't be out past 10 yeah. uh, which like i understand but it is like hard to i think just like the feeling of knowing you're tied to a curfew is kind of hard so i think i've i felt a little more blue than usual <laughs> this start of 2021 did you ever have curfew growing up so not set by my parents but curfew in my city was very strict actually because really? you know i think it's like if you're under the age of 18 you're like you legally have a curfew right i did not know that okay so the only reason i knew this was obviously i was a great child growing <laughs> up but i had some friends who were up to some rescue business sometimes <laughs> um and i had a friend who was like sneaking out of the house like late at night you know like 2 3 a.m to it wasn't even to visit like a guy's house it was literally just like visit another <laughs> female friend to like watch movies or hang out or something uh -huh. um and she got she got caught by the cops because she was outside oh. so she they could legally stop her and be like hey what are you doing outside at this hour um and then the cops like called her parents oh wow yeah <laughs> i did not know that was a thing but Maybe you can um, tell the listeners what city you grew up in in California. I grew up in Foster City, so it's just 30 minutes south of um, San Francisco. And then you grew up just like 30 minutes south of me or maybe a little more. Yeah, so I grew up in Fremont, um, which is on the east side of the Bay Area. And it's about like an hour from San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, I did not know that. Um, but I also didn't have a curfew or anything growing up, but... I was also a middle child, so I kind of feel like mm. my parents like gave up on that kind of stuff, <laughs> and I I definitely had like way more lenient of a of like a childhood than my sister did, um, but I'm sure we'll dig into birth order another episode because <laughs> that's definitely fun to talk about. Yeah, how have things been for you like professionally? Because you started a new job like not so long ago, right? Yeah, um, yeah. So I decided to quit my previous job in October of last year and then I started a new job in November and it's been interesting so I would say that there's definitely things about COVID and not being able to work at the office that has been really tough um, because I feel like I don't get to meet as many people as I would and especially compared to like my previous job where I was interfacing with like a ton of people all the time um, that I think that just makes onboarding or like getting bought into your work a little bit harder when there's a less of a personal connection. Um, that being said, like I've tried to find opportunities to like, you know, hang outside at a park with like coworkers or when outdoor dining was still open. When I first started, we like um, made not like made the effort to like get one meal together mm -hmm. right like the week that I started. So that was really nice. Um, but I think uh, November and December really just more about like onboarding for me and getting used to a new way of doing things um, but my personality is also like Ellen mentioned like, super type A so I wanted us like get in there and like hit the ground running um, and just take on a lot of responsibility right away and so I think like trying to reel that back in a little bit um, was tough for me but now in the new year like I've tried to talk more with my manager about like 
how like I think I have like more bandwidth to do more stuff and so they've been giving me more and more responsibility which has made me feel like better um, at my current role so I mean it was definitely tough and it's it, I don't think I had the same like super glowy honeymoon phase that I had <laughs> when I started my first job but that was also my first job like right out of school so I think I was just like a little bit more naive back then um, this is your second job right but technically job. like third company uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. Kind of. My, my previous company had gotten acquired, and so it was definitely like a big, little bit of a culture shift. So it was like mm-hmm. being a part of a set, like a different company. And so, yeah, this is like my third company culture that I'm like learning about or assimilating to. So, yeah. I feel like I have like also the opposite work <laughs> feelings as you because I think prior to lockdown and everything, like back in March of last year, I felt pretty alone in the office because my team was all based out of like other offices. So there there wasn't like anyone that I talked to on a daily basis in the office anyways. Um, but now that everyone is remote, I feel like there's a lot more effort to be remote friendly. So there's a lot more like remote coffee chats, remote events, like remote offsites to attend. Whereas in the past, I just like was by myself oh. and had nothing. So I think that that is like I guess like a plus of of the situation for me. Yeah, I, I can't wait for the day where we can go outside and just not wear masks. The other day when I was out wearing one, I just oh, I just like really wanted to like rip it off and just breathe for air. <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking forward to when we can do things in large groups out. Yeah. Even outdoors, like I'm fine with that. Like just being able to attend an event. Mm-hmm. Have not really had many events in a while. <laughs> but I guess speaking of what we're looking forward to, we'll move on to part three, which is where we want to talk about something in the future. Um, so since we are, you know, still in January, we thought New Year's resolutions would be really appropriate to talk about. Um, as well as fun because I don't think we've shared our resolutions with each other and personally I am soaked about New Year's <laughs> resolutions. I am a big like make resolutions um, every year but by resolutions that I don't think that necessarily means having a lot of resolutions but I like to have like one or two things that I'm really going to be committed to throughout the year. So let's see this year um, I guess I was like I kind of mentioned earlier, I didn't want to make a ton of like super concrete goals because I actually did that last year. And maybe we can talk a little bit about if we had any resolutions for last year, but I basically didn't hit any of my 2020 goals (laughs) because of COVID coming in and just kind of like throwing everything out the window. And so I wanted to go into this year without that like super rigid of a mindset of what I wanted to like accomplish or like check off a list. Um, And so sort of early this year, I kind of decided that I really want to prioritize like my health um, and like both physical and mental this year, because I think like definitely everyone's like mental health probably took a bit of a hit last year. Um, And as well as just like being stuck indoors all day, like um, the physical aspect of like just being able to go outside or like go to the gym or whatever was was impossible. And so. Like, normally I'm a super, super active person, um, and I kind of do, like, hiking, I do pole dancing, um, like, a couple of different other activities, and so a lot of that kind of just took a back seat last year, so this year I just really want to focus on um, different types of, like, 
athletic or like physical um just like fun things so at the beginning of the year I got roller skates so I'm learning to <laughs> roller skate <laughs> and I don't have like any specific goals for it except that I saw this girl doing like roller skate dancing which I thought was really cool and so I think like if I could do like a little routine by the end of the year like that would be really fun and we, we have a couple friends actually who also got roller skates so I'm trying to see if, um, like, it's always, I think, good just to do stuff with other people because it kind of holds you accountable and makes it, like, a little bit more fun. And so since roller skating is, like, something we can do outside, um, I think it's, like, just a fun way to stay connected with a couple friends that I actually haven't, hadn't seen very much um, in the whole, like, in last year. And then I also started running recently because my, it was, like, super inspired by my sister and her friends. So they had, like, a little run club um in New York and uh, they they just like run for fun but would also challenge themselves to like set some goals and so I think a lot of them set goals for like 500 miles or something for the year. Whoa. <laughs> um, so I gave myself a goal too but 350 which is like a lot less. <laughs> um, it's something it's more like seven miles a week which I think is more doable That's for me. That's a lot. So, yeah. Yeah um, and then I had also started like a half marathon training program like two months uh, ago or so now. And so I'm, if I can con continue to follow that training program, then I should be running my first half marathon at the end of February. So we'll see how that goes. What are you going to do during rainy season? Like it's going to rain this week. <laughs> I know, yeah. I'm not sure. So I ran in the rain like once or twice mm -hmm. and it was like pretty miserable because you're like your shoes and your feet get wet and then you're like dragging around these like yeah. wet soggy feet <laughs> and that kind of sucked um so I'm hoping that we'll have enough days where it won't rain that I can just like power through because my training program is running three days a week so you do like two short runs during the weekdays and then you do your like long run mm -hmm. on the weekend so so far even though there's been a little bit of rain like I've been able to like time it such that I can go on a date that it's not raining, even if it's not, like, mm -hmm. perfectly to the schedule. Yeah. So that's my hope. Um, otherwise, like, I'll just wait it out a couple weeks, I think, because I don't want to run the rain. <laughs> Did you hear about that guy who, like, ran a full marathon in his garage during no. COVID lockdown like in a yeah I was like how did you not get dizzy <laughs> maybe he has a really big garage yeah that's oh my god that's crazy I even feel like a one mile track is too short for me like I get so bored like really after doing like two laps around that I would yeah um what was like a goal that you think is like very different from what your goals were in 2020. I mean, in 2020, it was things like, oh, I want like this promotion mm -hmm. or I wanted to go compete at like nationals for one of my pole dancing competitions. And like that competition, like didn't end up happening. Yeah. Um, and um, actually did end up getting the promotion, but then I quit that job. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happened like right before we went into lockdown, actually. So that, that was funny. Um, <laughs> but the first time or the second time? The first okay. time. So, because our review cycle was in, like, mm, January, yeah. February. Yeah. Um, and there was definitely more. Oh, I wanted to, like, volunteer twice a month, which I think is, like, still a good goal. But then I also felt like as soon as COVID hit, like, I did it for two months. And then, um, yeah, then I wasn't able to. And, and that just, like, felt like, oh, well, here's another thing that I can't do. Yeah. Um, so I think, like, I'm just trying to pick things that I can do this year that are more, like, 
on my like not tied to any anything else in the in like mm-hmm. the world and it's like just tied to things that I can control. Yeah. Um and hopefully that will mean like I can kind of accomplish what I I feel like is important to me. I like the volunteering one. I mean maybe that's something we can still do. Yeah. As things open up more. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I guess I could talk a little bit about my goals for 2021 this year. I think yeah, I'll I'll start with 2020 since you just wrapped up there. But I think similarly, I had like a very work-centered goal. Um, And I guess it was more broad. It was just I really wanted to find peace with work in 2020. And I think I did in some ways and I didn't in some ways. I I think I found a lot of peace like socially at work. In 2019 was a pretty rough year. I had just started a new job. And then right after I started a new job, the org went through a lot of changes. So it was just like a big surprise for me, especially coming from like a very structured career in management consulting, where it's like you kind of know what to expect every step of the way. Um, So I I think that was like a big shock to me right away. I'm like, oh, orgs change. I had no idea your role could change completely, you know. but I think I, I felt a lot better in 2020 because I think I was really surprised and proud of like how well my company handled COVID. I think they did it with like so much respect towards everyone's personal boundaries. Like they mm-hmm. they offered us extra days off. They offered us extra like mental health sessions um, with our partner like Lyra for therapy session. Uh, and at the same time, making sure that our users were being served um, even with like everything that was going on, like making sure we were you know, like giving discounts to users who really needed it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was I was very happy with that. And I think similarly, like what I said about going remote has been nicer mm-hmm. um, for me. I, I felt more connected to the team. I think where I didn't really hit that goal was, I guess, more so in the professional sense of like what I want to or where I want to be and what I want to be doing in the next two years because my role has changed so much. And I think, like, in a tech company, like, your title doesn't really specify what you do. You kind of just do a bit of everything um, or whatever is needed from you at the moment. So I think it's been a little hard to find direction and make moves toward that direction when you're kind of, like, being pulled in all different directions. Um but yeah, hopefully 2021, uh, I'm sure it's something that like once you have more experience in the company, um, you have more leverage towards the things that you want to work on. Mm-hmm. But 2021, I have two big goals. I mean, they're not even that big, but two goals for 2021. Um, the first one is also similar um, to what you said, Polly, about health. For me, I want to walk 2021 steps every day of the year which is really not a lot I think that's like committing to walking a mile every single day Um, but there are definitely some days in 2020 where I think I walked like 200 steps because I went from my bed (laughs) to my desk and then back to my bed I think that's happened to a lot of people yeah honestly yeah I've looked at my step counters and on the days that I don't run I walk like 150 steps yeah if I don't leave the apartment then I don't walk anywhere like it's yeah (laughs) I know and it's really sad because you're like oh man I've like (laughs) barely moved all day 
Um, so I think 2021 is like a good count because it's something that I do have to like pay attention to. And on days that I'm not doing any kind of exercise, I have to like make myself go outside to get those steps in. Mm-hmm. Um, the bad thing is sometimes I'll be like, oh, I guess I'll go to like the grocery store <laughs> to walk. And then I just like end up spending money <laughs> that I don't need to spend. Have you been able to uh, accomplish that so far in Yes, yeah. yes. Um, I think there were like three days so far that it was like a near miss <laughs> where I was like, okay, I got to go run to Gus, which is like the nearby grocery store to just like get another 200 steps in. Um, on the days that I go to Costco, I exceed <laughs> expectations because Costco is like huge. I literally like hit 2,000 steps just, just in Costco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think I'm very hopeful that I can I can hit this one. Um, the second one is definitely something that I need to like be more aware and like work harder on. And hopefully this podcast will help. But I want to use more confident language. Um, and a big thing that I know that I do, which really irks me that I do, is I always say I think when I know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be like, oh, I think you should take a right here when I know that you should take a right here. Because I, I feel like when you say I think it comes off like more polite yeah. or, you know, not as aggressive. And I, I do think like as a girl and as like an Asian woman, mm-hmm. sometimes people people really cower when you like take make any aggressive moves because that that's not expected from you unfortunately um and i didn't even notice how bad it was until i was like doing um i was like explaining a project i was working on to my manager and i said i think maybe like six times throughout that whole meeting when i was like wait this is my project like i know exactly (laughs) what i'm doing i don't know why i'm telling her i think these things when I know this is like the right course of action. Yeah, I I really like that. Um, and that's 100% something I've thought about myself. And I have to catch myself using that, that exact phrase, yeah. I think. And like catching myself in emails, especially starting off with like, hi, so-and-so, <laughs> I think, blah, 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 blah. And like, yeah, I don't know what it is about like if we were, if somehow like we were trained to do this or like how we were trained to do this. But I totally use, I think, all the time, too. Um, another one that I have been trying to, like, actively cut out of my vocabulary is the word just. Mm-hmm. Super, like, minimizes what you're trying to say. Yeah. Or if you're talking about yourself and something you did and you say, I just did this, it minimizes, like, your own accomplishments. And I use just, or I used to use just all the time, and I still catch myself using it. And I actively have to, like, cut it out of my um, vocabulary, especially at work. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's also like, especially at work, but even socially, I feel like I'm like, oh, yeah, I think you should like, add like half a teaspoon of salt, not a full teaspoon. And it's like, don't add the full, like, I know you should not. Um, Actually, Julie Zuo, um, she was like the head of design at Facebook before. And now she's like working on her own project. Um, She's written a book about like, how to be a great manager that was really inspiring. But Actually, last week, she tweeted this thread about how your cultural background really impacts, like, who you are at work and, like, what, how you, I guess, express yourself. And the example she was giving was, um, you know, when you're at work and you have, like, your one-on-one with your manager and 
you're doing performance reviews and your managers are always like, oh, like, what are your goals? What do you want? And she was saying how she had a really hard time answering that question because I think she, like, grew up in China or at least, like, was born in China or something. And she was saying, you know, like, Chinese culture is very community-focused. It's not as individualistic as perhaps, like, American culture. So it's never about, like, oh, what do I want? But it's, like, what's best for the team or what's best for the org or you know, what does the community want from me? So it was, like, hard for her to answer those questions. Mm-hmm. And I guess similarly with, like, the example we were talking about, even when I t- talked to my parents, it, I didn't want to appear, like, too demanding or mm-hmm. too aggressive. Um, and, like, at places like Chinese school, it's not like you could just, like, tell people what to do, <laughs> right? So you always have to, like, come off kind of, like, innocently. Like, like you have to, like, sneak into into conversation what you actually mean so I think that's where I developed or I feel I just said I think (laughs) but I'm pretty sure that's like where I developed always saying I think because I didn't want to feel like I was telling people what to do but I feel like I was just like helping them figure out what to do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Oh my god, I almost said I think. <laughs> so, but sometimes you are actually thinking, which is fair. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I was thinking more about the, the just statement, and I think that it comes maybe partially just also from like Chinese culture of, I think people want to be, like, they, they want to not, like, they want to be humble or like show yeah. humility and stuff, especially yeah. when they talk about themselves. Like, it's a different thing when you like talk about, like other people or your children or whatever but I think there's a huge emphasis to like be a humble person or like have humility and so when you say just it kind of helps like oh like I'm not bragging like yeah like yesterday like I ran nine miles but I feel like when I tell people I ran nine miles I have to say oh I just ran nine miles yeah like it's out of my oh, whole goal yeah, it's yeah. Okay. like um so yeah I think there's definitely a little bit of that um yeah that comes into it I, I brought up the thread in my company is like um, Asian community channel and someone responded with another example that I really resonated with where she was like, yeah, I, I always say we did blank when I did it. And I was like, that's so true. Um, like I do things, but I'm always like, oh, our team did these things. Um, and I know that's actually really bad in interviews and and like, you know, in a professional setting. So, yeah. Yeah, I think there's a balance with the I and the we thing because if you use too much I too and you don't give enough credit to yeah. your team, then people also take it the wrong way. Yeah. But then, yeah, if you're you know if you're going for promotion or if you're going for a job interview, you need to like own up to the things that you contributed individually and like directly, and so that's like the 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 time to use I and yeah, it, it's easy to I think fall into one or the other. Yeah. And just stick with one. So. Yeah, I guess that reminds me of, like, maybe one other thing I thought of just now that I want to do this year. Um, But I feel like when it comes to, you know, finding community within your culture or finding community within, like, other aspects of yourself, I think both professional, like, at work and in social life, I see that it's really easy to find support in those areas. Like, I feel I can definitely, like, find support in, like, the Asian community, um, at my company, I feel like I could find that within friends too. But I realized that a lot of times, like, support isn't enough. Like, you want to see action being taken to address, um, you know, those differences or what our society is, like, 
not doing fairly in regards to these communities. Um, so I hope to take a more active role this year and not just being part of like the support aspect, but taking action on making change so that these people are supported more, just like more actively, like yeah. at work and, and socially. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we could wrap it up now. Um, I guess do you want to share any thoughts on, on our first podcast episode? <laughs> I think this was fun. Yeah? I, I think it went better than I expected, <laughs> actually. I feel like it'll be very interesting to listen back and see how it sounds because I think for me, I'm still finding the balance like, oh, is this just like a casual conversation we would have as if we were like any other day, mm -hmm. if we were just like eating dinner or something? Or should we be portraying ourselves like differently because it's a podcast format? Like, does the format need to be different from just a casual mm -hmm. conversation between us? I think we'll like have a better idea once we, we listen. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I... Yeah, similarly, I think this went a lot smoother than I was expecting, and I don't even think we had to stop recording yeah. once, so I'm sure we'll edit, but um, but I was I did not expect us to be able to get this in, like, one take, so yeah, I know. Else with us. <laughs> I mean, we'll see if we have any, like, technical issues yeah. if we even recorded this episode. I know, that would be so sad. <laughs> I've been, like, eyeing the timer, though. <laughs> but, yeah, I think this was a lot of fun. I definitely want to do another episode. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, if you're listening, thanks for listening. And um, I guess there's no way for you to give us any feedback. So, I mean, maybe we'll make an email or something. Yeah. Or, or Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, I'm sure it'll, it'll only be friends listening yeah. to the first episode. So just, you know, reach us on Messenger <laughs> or by text message. Okay. All I right. I guess we're signing off. See you next.